Hello and welcome to the J Train Podcast. Do you have it? Do you have it? Oh, you got it. You got it. The J Train Podcast in your inbox every Monday and Thursdays with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling the press. Do you have it? I want to know. I want to know. We're going to ask a few times. Do you have the podcast? Yes. Do you have your ha's? Yes. Do you have the Instagram story locked and loaded to let your people know? Keep sharing. Keep telling a friend. Do you have it? Do you got the guts to make the J Train podcast a part of your life? A part of your friend's life? A part of your mama's life? Your parents' life? Your papa? Anyone? I want you to climb that aggro crag of life. Take it to the top. Hit that button and win that race. Let Maura Court, head referee, award you with a piece of the crag. That's right. The only way to win a piece of the crag, share the episode. Let people know. Let people know you have it. J-Train Podcast every Monday and Thursday. We got Shelby on the ones and twos. We have a capacity virtual audience. Shelby, how are you? What an opening. What's going on? Nothing much. Uh, I feel like I have it. Hope I get close to the crag. Yeah, listen, man. That was I, I loved the show Guts. I was always a huge fan. I liked when they went global. And as a Jew, you're just cheering for Team Israel. How Israel got involved in that group, I'll, you'll never know. I, I, it felt a little. I was like, "Wow, Israel's here. Good, we did it. You know, we've, we've, we've made it." Um, but I, you, Shelby, do you remember I, Global I, Guts? I was, I was always like, "How, how do these kids get chosen? These must be like the, the athletic, like the, gods the, the, the top, of their, the top <laughs> yeah, of their middle school or whatever." I, and and you're like, "Yeah, how do they get here? How do they get chosen?" I always like. They did look in shape. Like there was never you never saw like an overweight kid struggling up the crag. Like that never I don't have that vision in my head, right? Like I was like I would love to try to climb the crag. I would never be able to do it that I just fast. Want, I would I, crack I, under I, the pressure to begin the, with. The fact that there's not a guts cafe or some sort of I guess you could say that those like Spartan runs, you know what I'm talking about? That's like, I yeah. guess, adult guts. Like if you were to like make the meme that like charcuterie is just adult Lunchables. Spartan race is just adult global guts, except you drink a beer at the end. I would pause this episode and do that meme right well, now. Yeah, you know, write it up right now. You're right. I could be missing out on a thousand followers bot followers it could be you know but i i you know the one thing i'll say about guts mike o'malley like what a job for him but also i love that he would go to mo like i love that he like mower a court was the one british person that i had in my life i didn't know any other british people except for more court how what is her career path to go from like what do you start as to become head head referee for guts I'm looking at a YouTube video right now that says what really happened to Mo from Guts. I don't even want to okay. click. I don't even want to <laughs> no, know. No, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know about her OnlyFans account now. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. I, listen, enough about nostalgia. I, the one thing about Mo, I like that they went for the weather report. They'd be like, Mo, what's, let's go to the aggro crag. What's going on over there, Mo? And she'd be like, I'm up on top of the aggro crag, and it's windy up here. It's like you're inside. Like, what, what acting improv class did you take that you were like, live in the world, live in the world of guts. You got to do it. We don't need another, for Netflix, we don't need another, like, post-apocalyptic show where there's <laughs> teens. Just give us guts back. Yeah, give. I agree. I would like that. That's kind of what this podcast is. This is the guts of podcast put your brain on the shelf let papa jt and shelby 
take the wheel, um, get you away from your anxieties for an hour. And, and here's another thing you can do right now. Go on YouTube. The special is out. Socially distanced, of course. It is 35 minutes of... If you're on YouTube, hello. If you're not, just go. Make it out. You can airplay it to your TV. This is kind of what's going on. So socially distanced, of course. 35-minute special. Make it a night. Get the popcorn out and enjoy. It's all... It was taped on, 20, on New Year's Eve, and it's all jokes about 2020. That's it. And if you come to a live show, I'm done with the material. I'm not doing it anymore. It's only on YouTube, youtube.com slash Jared Fried. So Shelby's here. I'm here. I'm very excited. Today's guest, new to the podcast. Hit that button, Shelby. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. A new guest. He is new to the J Train podcast, hilarious comic. He has his own YouTube special that is out right now. You can make it a double feature. It's called Six Parts. It's free on YouTube. Danny Jollis, thank you for coming on. Oh, my gosh. What an intro. What a time to start. There's no other place to put a special right now than YouTube. That There's other places, but, like, the, you, know, the, you know, you could put it – you could – you, you could be touched by the hand of God and someone at Netflix is like, we shall sure. give you all the money. <laughs> sure. And like, I have to admit, it, and I listen, I want everyone, Danny's hilarious. All of you are going to love him. At Danny Jollis, his special six parts is on YouTube right now. I, I, I think we can both talk honestly. There's a little bit of like, I don't know how to tell people that I have a special on YouTube. Like, I think it's because there's a piece of you. There's that little voice in your head. And I'm sure you have this uh-huh. because uh-huh. you're a funny, aware person that you're like, yeah, my video is next to a cat video like that was uploaded I, it, by an aunt and you're calling it a special. I feel a little bit like a liar because I'm like, but it's produced well. Like, I'm sure yours is made to be on the team. Yeah, the, the cat is playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, we, we, and that is lovely. Uh, we did, <laughs> we did, yeah, no, it, we put, we, we produced it ourselves. We like made it pre COVID mm. and then we almost sold it a bunch of times. And yeah. then I finally, but my thing was, so there is this thing where, cause it's like, yes, the hand of God, Netflix, obviously we all would take the deal. Yeah. But then there were these other places that did want it. I won't name names where I was like, I think it goes there and nobody watches it. Yeah, there's there that is that's the the other end of the seesaw. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I ended I ended up I ended, <laughs> Yeah, an HBO special sure. might just pass like yeah. a ship passing in the night. You might never know what's going on. Yeah, you get to put those those things next to your name, but that's about all you get out of it. And so mm. I ended up basically negotiating against myself. Mm-hmm. With this special where I basically went to companies and I was like, I want it on YouTube. I yes. don't want you to sell it. And uh, it was uh, not deemed an intelligent choice by me. Okay. Uh, everybody by, hate. By, who, by the people who make money with you. people who make money with me were like, yeah. what are we doing? Like, sure. why, why would we do this? And I just fought really hard and I was like, I just believe in it. And so now it's on YouTube, but it does feel weird. I mean, it does feel, yes, of course. It's like, eh, and everybody's like, oh, so you couldn't sell it. It's like, I, yeah, kind of, but the, also. The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. You, that, there's mm-hmm. a longer story that like the longer you tell it, the more guilty you feel, you yeah. look, you know, like I, I have that. Um, yeah, it, it's it's the hard reality of like, and, and it's the, the hurtful reality we we become numb to this from day one of starting to do comedy day one you're like i'm a comedian and then someone's like tell me a joke and you're like okay and then you do it and then you do actually tell someone a joke and then you bomb for one person you're like i am never doing that again that person's an asshole and then you be you get this callous over you for these experiences because there's so many excruciating awkward oh it's on youtube what 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 youtube what, so you just put a special, can uh, anyone put a special on YouTube? You're like, yeah, I've done this conversation before. Yeah, did you just film it with like a one per, you just had like a good show and you were filming? <laughs> it's, like, it's like mine's in mine's in six different locations. We did it yeah. in like a gym, a surf shop, like all these different, it's like, Love it, it took a lot of effort. It was a yes. pretty hard production. This is, I, I, I hear you because I, I, I feel what you're going through. I know it because mine is coming out tonight as we tape this, but it will already be out. 
and I taped it on New Year's Eve. It's five camera shoot production company Let's whole go. deal. Money was invested. Entrepreneurship yeah. was 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 in, <laughs> was was partaken. So you you call it six parts because it's going to come out in six parts, and it's from six different look. This is the again to the people listening. I understand this is inside baseball. This is an up comedy podcast. We're going to get to the emails in a second. Like we don't sit here and talk about how you started in comedy. That's not what we do here. But I want to make sure people know how they can support you because, and not just fake support. They're supporting you by supporting themselves. They're getting a yes. free night of laughs by going to Danny Jolly's uh, YouTube page, going to Six Parts, watching the special, enjoying the special, getting the laugh. But we want people to know, like, this is a real thing that you're putting out. So it's called oh, yeah. Six Parts. Give us the Six Parts. What is it? Where from? Why did you do it this way? I... So, you know, I mean, it's like we headline, but the truth mm. is most of the time we do about 10 minute sets. That's our actual mm. standard set. Mm. And so when I was putting together the hour, I was like, you know, my hour is flows, mm. but it doesn't. It, it, my 10 minute chunks are so one thought they're 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 like a diamond that has been rubbed out a little bit. Like from the yes. coal, there is a diamond For and it's a 10 minute diamond. Perfect. And then when I do the full hour, it's like we kind of chuck them together and they make a beautiful hour. And so for this, you know, we, we wanted to do I was like, oh, I can do six 10 minute chunks that can feel like their own beautiful little mini specials. And then we I did it with Don't Tell Comedy. I don't know if you've done any of their shows. I've done their shows. They for, so, don't tell comedy and, and people should know this. They exist in your city. I don't they exist in a lot of cities pre pandemic, but they're probably around still now. They would ha they have maybe the best email list I've ever come encounter with. I don't know how they got this email list, but basically the day of the show they will announce a location and mm -hmm. then 40 good-looking cool people will show up who get it. Like they it's, like it's, it's the never... most attractive it's the most attractive email list I've ever seen. It's, it's unbelievable. Always... Unbelievable, <laughs> and in and every city, I've done it in every city, and every city, yeah. I'm like somehow the hottest people in Chicago are here. It's every, no yeah. matter where you go, and um, they have don't and, tell Chicago, don't tell Austin, oh. don't tell New York, L.A. And I've done them in like L.A., New York. I've done, I think another one, but like they're very nice people. I don't know who's even in charge. It's just the person in charge in New York, Kyle and Alex, and but every city has their own person that runs it, and it's just a brilliant operation. Yeah, and so. And so we just I, so, you know, their thing and they always do it in a different weird place. I love their thing. So I was like, can we do it in six different don't tell places? That's a great so idea. It's and it's such an inside baseball. Like I do say this and like I think the audience that listens to this podcast is a lot like me where we're cool, but we don't do cool things like mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. whenever I'm doing a cool thing, I I'm the nerd that's like look at how cool we are for doing this like oh, I, I think that's i think that's this audience and don't tell has that type of experience at their shows where you're like hey we're in a loft right now watching oh. comedy you know there's that element to it it is it's the coolest show to it's my favorite show to invite people to it's my favorite it's like it was always my favorite shows where the mm. don't tells and i just became like such a loyal like i'll do any of your shows and you know, I've done some weird ones, of but course. I also was like, you become so used to that idea of like, man, any place can be a great show. And so we just did six shows and we awesome. were like, maybe all six work. Maybe they don't. We'll find out. And it did. And it was so magical. And they all feel a little different. Like the art gal, we have an art gallery one and there were only probably like 25 people there. Yeah. So but those small. crowds, I, I think like it's a best case scenario because those crowds they, there's not a lot of explaining to do. There's not one old guy in the front that's like, the Snapchat book, what? Yeah. <laughs> what you talk about? You know, there's never that. Uh, and then also the element of cool where I always said this about New Year's Eve. The best show to do on New Year's Eve is a free show because uh -huh. everyone in the audience is like, oh, thank goodness we didn't pay a lot of money to do something that might be bad. The hardest show on New Year's Eve is the paid one because people are like, this night has to be good and i know uh, the amount of money that it has to beat in my head because i've paid a little bit more a little bit extra 
I mean, is there any more pressure than opening for like a massively famous person when you know everybody there paid just in unbelievable amounts of money and you have to go up first and you can just feel them being like, did we pay for this? And yeah, like, yeah. I'm really working hard up here. <laughs> it's opening for a very famous. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the most famous person you've ever oh, opened? Oh, that's an incredible or, or- effort. I'm going to allow you I'm going to allow you to name drop. I, like is there someone that or what's the most ridiculous? I'll tell you what well, so I'll tell you the most the most ridiculous cuz I've done basically all all everyone who was once on SNL I think I've opened for at this point. Okay. Yeah. Um, you've done the Chris Catans, you've done oh, the Daryl Hammonds. The Daryl yeah. Hammonds, I've done the John Lovitz, which yeah, is a, yeah. which is an interesting one. Tell me um, yeah, tell me you That's right. <laughs> and coming up first Danny Jollis. Uh, I wanted it so bad, but you're not allowed to ask. You're not allowed to ask any of the questions you want to ask those people. You have <laughs> Why to pretend not? Like you're there because you have to pretend like you're their peers somehow, even though it's a joke. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you the craziest one. I opened for Dennis Miller. Oh, wow. At a casino. And yeah, that was a wild time because that was when I really was set up. I was like, this is going to be. Bad. So if anyone doesn't know, Dennis Miller is a conservative comic at this point. Like that's extremely that's, conservative. Yeah. Like, so like leaned in and he does conservative radio. So you're dealing with like, I think that's hard no matter what conservative liberal. If, if someone's known for a group, you now have to come in. You're like, so dating. And it's like, oh, what's this guy getting at? Like, you know, like, I was so I was like, OK, I'm going to have to be so generic. I mean, I can't yeah. even t- like, you know, like. Like a lot of my jokes, like get more like political well, or or like social as we get to the end. And I was like, don't even get near it. Just I'll just cut. I just started cutting every joke. But then I'll say, in defense, Dennis Miller may be the nicest person I've ever opened. I've for. heard he's a really nice guy. And it was and, such a and it was so wild being like, uh, well, yeah, I, I this will say make this the story. It doesn't matter. I'll tell a short story before we get to the emails. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. But I, 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 it doesn't matter what the background of the audience is. But if they are socially inclined, if it's conservative or liberal, they want to know where you're coming from. A big mm-hmm. part of every joke is, so what's that mean about me? Like they're they're mm-hmm. already on defense. So if you do a joke about like, I don't know, if you say like, oh, you know, Mr. Potato Head, like because now they're making Mr. Potato gender neutral, they get as quiet. Like they're like, oh, oh yeah. who, where does he stand? Where does he every- stand? And and the and the, the brutal thing is you do a joke, they start there. They're like, Wait, where is this going? Yeah. And then you slowly get their confidence and yes. then you finish it and then you're like, Also, I toaster and you go right back to step one. And you're like, you're, Have we learned nothing? You I mean, can't please. be more right. You can't be more I mean, I, I opened for Michelle Wolf all the time and after the White House Correspondence Dinner, she had a very liberal-leaning audience, and we were in San Francisco, which is the most liberal-leaning city, and she had all these sold-out shows, and I remember I would start out by talking about, like, how I want to lose weight, and you could tell, like, the whole audience, like, okay, okay, Safe. but do you, but do you, uh, yeah, but do you agree with us? And I, yep. I would get, every show, I would get to the part where I would say that I was Jewish, and you could feel the collective air and it's dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Finally, he said it. But when he's I announced, okay. Yeah. he's okay. He's all and, right. But it was so palpable that you could feel the room kind of lose that arms cross thing. Mm-hmm. And I would go, and I'm Jewish, and then you could feel like the air, like, phew. And I and I would always go. You guys are bu- you guys are fucking losers. I was like, did my people struggle enough for me to tell my funnies tonight? <laughs> Is that okay with you? And it's like it's just a funny thing. You see it from all crowds that think that everyone's on the same page in that room. And it's wild how predictable it is. It's so it's wild how city after city, the thing you're like. It's like these lines, these lines that like it's almost hard to describe. It's like crowd work that's now scripted because you're like, I just know what's going to happen here. Yes. I know exactly what you're going to do. That's when you become a professional. So I want everyone to go check out Danny. He's so funny at Danny Jollis on Instagram, Twitter. But most importantly, it's called Six Parts. It's on YouTube. We have as an audience, we've done the drill. You've heard me begging for weeks for you to go watch mine. Now you know how to do it. So and if you did before, good for you. But if you know how to now, make it a night. Get the popcorn. Please. 
go, it's, go, it's go. It's in six parts. Just try a part. See how you feel about a part. And then keep That's going even a, He's made it too easy on you. Let's do some emails. You ready? Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Danny Jollis. Dating a younger dude. Feather okay. motherfucking feather. Quarantine king. You've kept me sane through this craziness. Now I need your advice. Started seeing this guy about a month ago. He's 25. I'm 31. We both have careers and are considered, quote unquote, essential workers. We live ha- about a half hour from each other. We met up for a hike on our first date, then pawn hockey for our second date, which happened to be Valentine's Day. We had so much fun playing hockey. I invited him back to my house for drinks. For context, I live alone in a townhouse. We ended up getting blackout drunk together, and he passed out on my couch. We laughed about it in the morning, and he asked if he could take me to dinner last- that week. We went to dinner that week, and he ended up staying overnight at my place. We didn't have sex, and I found him to be really respectful. Despite him being a bit younger than I am, he seems great, and I had zero red flags up to this point. I had a doctor's appointment in in the city, in his city, because they're a half hour apart. So he invited me over after, said he'd order us lunch and we could watch a movie. I knew he had two roommates, but was not expecting what I came into. He lives on the top floor of a triplex. Oh, okay. So that's I've seen a triplex before. Boston has a. It's basically like a three floor apartment building. Like I would say, you have the the bottom floor, middle floor, top floor. You see this in like Chicago, Boston, more. Uh, Mm -hmm. When I walked in, I thought for sure I was in a frat house from an American TV show. It was dirty. He has a twin bed. I feel like I needed a shower after using their bathroom. His one roommate is his buddy, and he sublets the other room to a guy who smokes too much weed and probably other stuff, in quotes, she writes. I'm trying to see the situation from an outside perspective to see if I'm being unreasonable, but I honestly do not want to go back there like ever again. I like having him over to my place. He has complimented me on my house many times. I'm pretty meticulous keeping it clean, so it makes me wonder how he can fathom inviting me back to his apartment. Am I being ridiculous to feel like I can't get past this? I appreciate any advice that this situation kind of sucks. I really enjoy him. He's very sweet and thoughtful, but I don't feel like I can get past the frat house situation. Sincerely, too old to frat. What do you think, Danny Jollis? I, this, 31 years old, I, 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 this sounds like it's coming from like a, a 50-year-old. I mean, this is, I, this is, <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, completely okay. Yeah. Look, every Everybody's got a thing. This is something I... I you know, I'm somebody who struggled with dating, worked on my dating. Now I have a fiance and I worked. And the biggest thing that I had to work on was I would find a red flag. Yeah. If it it didn't matter, what would, was that put in front of me? I was like, there's got to be a red flag here. And I would find it. And then I'd be like, I got to get out of this. And you concentrate on it and you make mm-hmm. it into, you go from, I don't like the frat house apartment to this person must be too young for me. Like you go from yeah. like. The you go from like the physical to the emotional kind of like it's a conf- and it's a little bit of confirmation bias, right? She thought he was too young for her for her. Mm. And then she's and then he was doing no indicators because yeah. he seems like he's just a mature 25 year old. Mm. But then where he lives gives the slightest inkling of, oh, maybe he is a little younger than me. And now it's like I knew it. I knew he's too young. This guy sounds mm. like he just has a he's probably just like I mean, when I first moved to in New York and L.A., like the first couple places I lived were just based on money I had. Many people lived in the place. Yeah. If you, if you have more than three people living in a house, you're going to have troubles with keeping it clean. That's just a fact. And also men just live differently. Mm-hmm. Like like yep. the, the twin bed is, a, is an issue. Like I think yeah. that's the one that I go, okay, what I, I think you have to look more at his um, – less at his situation and more his pursuit. Like – does he want to go to a different place? Does he does he say, yeah, this is good for now? And, and you know, like I, I think like the context of his living situation, just like you said, like didn't have a lot of money. I'm living with other people so that I can do comedy mm-hmm. so that I can like those are more right. important to me from a younger dude. Listen, 25 to 31 male to female. That's a world apart. I, I do think it is like I think mentally I think like as far as decorating an apartment is concerned. When you're 20, like sure. I, I, I used to live in Harlem and I owned my place and I remember wow. my, and my girlfriend came in and was like, what's happening here? Like, like there were, there were parts of like my decorating where she was like, this isn't how I'm going to live. Listen, you're talking to a guy who used to have a, and I thought it was so funny. 
I used to have a Justin Bieber poster in mm. my bedroom until I was <laughs> 23, 24. Yeah, and it yeah. was like, it was the funniest thing on earth to me. It was like young Justin Bieber. It was like the day Bieber became famous Bieber. Sure. And he was jumping towards a camera and kicking. I thought it was the funniest poster. And, and I stood by the fact that there were two types of women that would enter my room. There were those who would see it and laugh. And I'd be like, awesome. We're yeah. definitely going to get along. This is great. And it'd be those would be like, what is that? And I'd be like, mm, I don't know if you're going to love my sense. You know, that's, that's sure. This, so this clearly is a, just so clearly a bit. So clearly yeah. a bit <laughs> like a bit. Clearly it's youngest yeah. Bieber. Um, so I'm but I grew like the idea like, that they wouldn't know it. Yeah. And also you find other ways to find a connection with someone like you're you're past the you are, you know yourself enough to not need a Justin Bieber uh tracking device you know like yeah. to like track whether you're gonna get along with the person right so and, and so it took but that's also like maturing like you slowly yeah. mature this guy sounds like he's he, this guy sounds like he is a very easy mature into right where you want him yeah i i agree and i i think like i i, I mean to remember one of my apartments i remember i was 29 30 living with my younger brother in a one bedroom converted to a two bedroom so I'm in the converted room. I have the smaller room with my younger brother in the bigger room. I have my closet in the hallway. And to top it all off, I took a sticker that said, beware of dog. And I put it over the door as a joke. Again, clearly, like, that is bit. a hilarious bit where I'm like, beware of the dog. And if someone mentioned, I go, oh, 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 like as a joke. Like, And it's like, <laughs> you either get that or you don't. And it's uh -huh. like... And I think, you know, again, like someone will go, well, he's 29 and he has a beware. Like if someone explained that in the context of my maturity level, they people would like run away. But like, that's not all it is. If you yeah. talk to me, you go, they, they would go, well, what does he do for work? Oh, he's trying to be a comedian. Oh, he's a comedian who has a beware of dog sticker. Well, he goes out every night and does all the shows and he writes during the day. Like, again, the context makes this fills this Huge. out. And again, Jay so much relationships are, are compromise. I'm literally like looking around my apartment when when I started dating my fiance, I always have keep a Nerf basketball hoop in my house. That's mm -hmm. an important thing. That is obviously not a part of her decorating dreams was for a Nerf basketball hoop to be in our house. <laughs> and, so she, and so she had built for one of my birthdays this like wooden <clears throat> this wooden Nerf basketball hoop that looks really nice. And now it's up there. That's and so it's fashionable, but I get to play keep my Nerf and that is compromise. But that's compromise. That's also like you've literally matured into a better Nerf hoop. Like yes. this is a, like the, the idea, like I, I don't think like she writes in her email, there's a very specific line where she's like, I can't even believe he'll let me over. It's like, no, no, no. He doesn't look at this apartment the same way you look at it. The J train podcast is brought to you by solo stove. I got to say a fire pit, is an amazing investment. It's an it's an amazing investment in your mental health because right now a lot of people are stuck in their house. They have no reason to go outside. You want to go outside. You want to do something different. But what are you going to do out there? You're going to look at the grass? No. A solo stove, a fire pit, extends your living space. It makes any place that you wouldn't have lived in livable your yard, your deck, your rooftop, whether you're camping in the woods or at a backyard get-together. There's nothing like a roaring fire to bring you back to what matters. The things, digital distractions, and the frenzy of everyday life make too easy to forget. Warmth, brilliance, connection, those fireside moments ground you in what it means to be human. That's a beautiful sentiment that I'm reading here, but, I mean, to me, it's making the fire, going out there, hanging with friends. Like, I, I agree, warmth, brilliance, connection, those are all ways to say something that's a little bit nicer than a couple beers around a fire. And that's, and that's really what you're looking to do, you and your wife, you and your girlfriend, you and your family, you and your friends, whatever it is. Solo Stove creates story-worthy moments, fireside fumes not included. The stainless steel construction is designed to regulate airflow and burn more efficiently. So little smoke, you'll wonder how there's so much fire. No campfire smell on your clothes and hair and nothing left but ultra-fine ash for easy cleanup. From camp stoves to backyard bonfires, Solo Stove products are portable 
and built to last. Easy to light with a few bits of starter. Your fire's blazing in minutes. Take your solo stove with you on the road or set it up on your rooftop or backyard. And Solo Stove is so confident in their products, they give you a lifetime warranty with every purchase. So listen, people, this is something that can improve your life, your mental state, improve kind of you know the options that you have at your fingertips. No one needs a reason to gather around the fire. Solo Stove just took away any reason not to. That's a great sentiment. No one needs a reason to gather around the fire. Solo Stove just took away any reason not to. I agree with that. And now you can get 10, 10, $10 off when you use promo code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN at checkout. That's solostove.com for $10 off when you use promo code JTRAIN. The JTRAIN podcast is brought to you by Talkspace. Listen, 2020 is a... Has, was a tough year. 2020 was an anxiety-producing year. 2020 made you kind of delve into your head a little bit more because you had more time and you had less going on. And that's why I love Talkspace. Now that we're coming up on a year of the quote-unquote new normal, it sometimes feels like we'll never get our, get our old lives back. The uncertainty of not knowing when this will end is frustrating and a little scary. We all miss our old routines and being able to see friends and family whenever we want. Now more than ever, therapy is a great way to feel your way through this. Just talking through my fears and anxiety makes me feel a little bit better, a little bit, breathe a little easier, feel hope again. And Talkspace is online therapy. That's here to give everyone support because we all need it right now. Let me just tell you right now, the main theme of this ad should be accessibility and and therapy yeah, sure, you can Google a therapist, but then you look at it, you go, who do I even go to? Are you going to ask a friend? Talkspace gives you accessibility to therapy in a way that you may not have had it before. Maybe you just didn't have the energy to look into before. It makes it easy. It makes it something that maybe was just a passing thought. Oh, I don't want to be, I don't want to look, I don't want to find, I don't know who to go to. Well, Talkspace gives you some options and puts it all at your fingertips. They'll match you with a licensed therapist who you'll be able to reach out to 24-7. And you can get started the same day you sign up. That's right. That's a big thing. So the day you're thinking about it, you're like, no, I, I think I should speak to a therapist. This is when things get away from you, when you go, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. No, 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 Talkspace, you can start talking to someone the same day you sign up. That's right. Whenever something is on your mind, you'll hear back five days a week. And there are other benefits to online therapy. It's affordable. Talkspace is a fraction of the, high, the cost of in-person therapy. One month on Talkspace costs about the same as a single in-person appointment. That's huge, people. We're taking out the brick and mortar. That's what you're doing. No more office for them to pay for so they can pass on the savings to you. And once you're in their network, you will have access to thousands of therapists. They have experience treating a range of issues, over 40 specialties, including depression, anxiety, substance abuse, relationships, food, and more. My therapist gave me practical guidance that really changed my life for the better, so I'm glad that I found Talkspace and got the support that I need. And you can too. As a listener to this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN to get $100 off your first month and show your support for, uh, your support for the show. That's JTRAIN and Talkspace.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. How to respond to window tapping. Okay, so window tapping is a phrase that I have come up with where it is when someone or you see someone you're attracted to on Instagram and you like 10 of their pictures in a row. So it's like you're tapping oh. on their, it's you're just tapping on their window like, hello, Did you invent, me. Did you come up with that? Not the act of it, but the name of it. I came up with window Oh, tapping. that's phenomenal. Yeah, so I, I, oh. I've been talking about it for, since Instagram has come into existence, this has been something that I've talked about as far as like, it's a way, and why people do it is because <laughs> it's a way to approach you without the risk of getting turned down. It's a non-approach approach. So, uh -huh. hi Jared, thank you for your sage wisdom and how you've helped me understand men more than the last few more the last few years. I love seeing you live and hope you can make it to California soon enough. I can't wait to come back. I wanted to get your thoughts on the best way to respond to some window tapping. So she's getting tapped. Uh -huh. 
In my case, it was a gentle tap of the window. I went hiking with a friend and her husband and his friend came. I was into the friend and he had a great and had a great time. Later that night, I added him on Instagram. He added me back. Okay, now they're doing the dance and like two older pictures from a year and a half ago. It take it. I take it as a good sign, but not sure what his deal is. Danny Jollis, would you take that as a good sign too? Let's start with that because I don't. Phenomenal sign. I don't even know what other sign there could be in this one. This seems like a straightforward. This is great. The friend, you you follow them. They follow you back. Now you're doing the salsa dance of Instagram. He sends the two likes on an old picture. That's him letting you know. And the reason he does an old picture is because on your notifications, it's noticeable. It's it glows a little bit. It's a different Uh look than the other ones on the page. He showed genuine interest. He went down. That's beautiful. Yep. And and if it wasn't a spring break picture, now we're he's a gentleman. So Mm -hmm. I know I could ask my friend, but I don't want to complicate things for now. My question is, is there a good way to respond next? Is there a good move? My only thoughts are to post a story and hope he will respond. I live a little further away from my friend and this guy, but loved us all hanging out and would love to see, to know if there's a good move. Thank you for your time. Can't wait to hear what you think. So what do you think, Danny Jollis? All right, so this is just going to be a this is going to be a standard Danny piece of opinion that okay. uh, that I will stand by forever, which is I believe women making the first move mm. is one of the most attractive, cool things somebody can do, and I've I've had it happen many times to me, and every single time I've been like the second I see it, I go. 10 more points to whatever I thought of this person to go up here because they just did it. They got the initial because it's as a guy right now, it's very scary to make that move. I don't want to make my mm. friend feel, oh, my God. And then he hit on me and blah, blah, blah. He's tapping like to me. My advice would be literally be like, hey, do you want to go get coffee sometime? What a yeah. what a kind gesture to him as a guy. I find that it's like, oh, this this girl's all this girl is, isn't afraid to be who she is. It's awesome. It's great. Danny, there you go. the more you know no i i agree with you 100 percent. i think it's also you know your perspective is the best case scenario is that the guy sees the dm takes and and i agree with you the women making the first move it shows ownership it also shows that like you know what you like, you know what you don't like you're not really you know i think a lot of men fear leading on and I think mm-hmm. when someone approaches you, it's like, oh, I'm not going to be with someone who is trying to mold me into the guy that they're trying to date. Their goal, mm-hmm. when you when you approach, your goal isn't just a relationship. That's kind of like the, the secondary thought I have. Oh, this person's goal is the right person, and they thought I was the right person. Here's the problem, and the problem with Bumble is that People can take advantage of this. So what do I mean? I love what Danny said. Let's go get a cup of coffee. You should definitely do that. You should message. Let's get a cup of coffee. I Hey, first of all, acknowledge the weird. And it's not weird, but I'm saying acknowledge the awkwardness. Yeah. Hey, I know this is out of left field, but I had such a great time hanging with you the other day. I'd love to get a cup of coffee sometime. Here's my number. Drop the number. Now... He has all of the wood, the nails, the the hammer mm-hmm. to build the appropriate house. You have yep. to beware of him building you an outhouse instead of a home. The outhouse being would love to go out, not asking you out, being vague, saying, well, let's just meet up late night. Those are all not yes. what you wanted him to build. So you have to acknowledge, but, I want him to build this house. I don't want him to build a doghouse. I don't want him to build an outhouse. You have to be okay with, he might disappoint you. He might see this as an opportunity to be the hookup guy, which that is his prerogative, but don't just go along with that to win this because you're going to end up losing. 100%. And think about how much time you're saving. That's a yeah. big element today to me is like save time mm. you know if you ask him that, hey you want to get coffee and he replies with like why don't we just meet up late at night it's like great this could have taken months of window tapping and thinking about him and does he like me we had such a good time maybe i'll see him again blah, blah, blah. and it finally and then you end up there and you're like oh for a complete waste of time instead you get yeah. it out of the way in what two two days you found out this guy ah he's that and then you're done you your goal in dating should be to get turned down 
Like, mm-hmm. and, and that sounds like counterintuitive, but like you should want to hear no's because that means you're, you know, this is very salesy, but you're that much closer to a yes. You're that much closer. You, you have a type. You want this type to work out, but it doesn't have to be that person. You're looking for something yeah. else. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Danny Jollis. He has a special that is out right now. YouTube. Six parts. That's what it's called. At Danny Jollis on Instagram and Twitter. Please. So funny. So hilarious. You guys are all going to love him. Let's do this one. Am I being sabotaged by my coworker? Ooh. Ooh. The plot thickens. I'm in. Jared, a loyal listener, would love to hear your opinion on what's going on in my life. I'm married, and I sit with my single coworker all day at work. We talk about her dating life. So this is a woman writing in, uh, sits with her single, uh, she's married, sits with her single coworker all day at work. We talk about her dating life and what's going on between my husband and I. A little backstory was that I had caught my husband cheating a little over a year ago. We've been trying to repair a relationship ever since. My coworker always gets me going with things, and I end up getting so pissed off at my husband when we were fine before I spoke to her. So she tells me to check his Insta followers, and I should think about putting a camera in my house. Now I always replay what you said on the podcast about how other people can ruin a perfectly good relationship in my head, but I'm not sure if that's what's going on or if she's giving me a clearer perspective and what he's doing is actually wrong. Do you think she's trying to show me the light or trying to turn me into a crazy person? Thanks in advance. This is very interesting. I, I have said in the past in this podcast that other people can kind of like turn you against the people that you love a little bit. That That's a, but it, it wasn't this scenario specifically, but I understand where they're kind of going. Danny, what do you think? It's, it's tricky, right? Because I a hundred percent agree with your stance of single people like to keep you single. Mm-hmm. It's a single club and they like, they want you in a single club and when you get in a relationship, they will, you know, ah, is that blah, blah, you know, and you, and so I, I, I've had many sabotage relationships where I'm like, oh, I think I, my friends just ruined this person for me <laughs> for no and, reason. Like, and it's, and it's also like every misery loves company. So they, they want you mm-hmm. and, and she, this person at work, you know, there is this thing in, in, in woman land where there's a little bit of competition with your level of relationship. And this single person at work is the single person and you're helping her through her single problems. And then you're married, but you also let her in on, yeah, he cheated on me and I'm trying to work through that. Like that, right. that that's something that shouldn't be used against you, but it's and also something it's, that they can it, do to bring you down to the, what they feel is their level. Oh, for sure. And by the way, same thing exists in Guyland. Yeah. All the time, guys do the exact same thing to each other. Bro, you really? You're going to date? I mean, like, I just got engaged. It's like, I've felt a couple like, hey, really? You're going <laughs> to lock down? It's like, yeah, I am. I don't know. What, well, what, what are we doing? It is funny that guy. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's funny because guys do the reverse where they're mm-hmm. like, you, you say I'm getting engaged and everyone's like, oh, it's over. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what? And then it's like, you know, it's it's a reverse version of the same thing where yes. the level makes you less than or more than or people, whatever. Sure. But obviously people saying that immediately messes with your head and you're like, no, totally. I'm fine. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. What am I doing? Hang on. <laughs> you have to like fight it. You know, you're yeah. like, I'm, I'm still fun. And I'm like, wait a second. It's fine. I can do. I've been able to do every comedy I've needed, any comedy I need to do and still be in a relationship with my fiance and it's been fine yeah you know like it's not an issue um but this situation is a little tricky because of the cheating because there is an actual evidence of something happening i do want more context on the cheating wish we could get it um yeah i i would say like you know and and the friend is right like if if you feel that you're not trusting someone and the friend is like well, I would check the Instagram follower count. and um, But like at that point, you don't want to, you know, the goal of, if you're staying together with someone who cheated on you, the goal should be to rebuild trust and mm-hmm. not sit there being a detective all day long. Like that's, uh, it, if she wants to be a detective all day long, get a divorce and find someone new and let's start it fresh. Like, you know, this is. I've also, it's so hard when you're like, I don't want to quote my own, bit but this is how i feel about this issue Mm. but 
You cannot play prevent defense on your own relationship. Mm-hmm. You cannot Dikembe Mutombo your partner away from everybody and think that's going to work for how long you want to be with this person? Another 20 yeah. years? You think you're going to play defense that entire time? If this yeah. guy is going to cheat on you again... <laughs> unbelievable Shelby (laughs) Um, uh, uh, you know you can't play defense like that if they're going to cheat on you again my instinct and this is from someone who has been cheated on is I was like great again saved me time let's if you're if he's going to you know you're working on building trust give him trust and if he breaks it again great now we know that this is a complete waste of time so maybe I mean to speak to the emailer directly what do you think they should say to their friend because obviously like the friend gets them hyped up a little bit. They're noticing this. Like, I think like there has to be some sort of talk where you say, Hey, I understand that you're looking out for my best interest, but like, I don't think your friend is actively trying to sabotage you. Like, I, I don't think your coworker yeah. is sitting there being like, let's get her. I do right. think commiseration involves a, a version of like hoping that everyone's you know agrees to be sad for 15 minutes so that we can all feel better together but mm-hmm. i don't think it's an act of sabotage i think she has to say to her friend like hey when you bring up all these like ways to check in on it, 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 i go down a bad path you have to let her know yeah. how you're feeling yeah i think on it yeah i agree on it yeah just talk to your friend honestly tell him yeah and you just, know we're working on it got it Hey, we're working on it. When you bring yeah. up the when you bring up to look at his Instagram follower count, things I've never even thought of before. I don't know if that's helping or not. It's but worth remembering this was a traumatic event. Being cheated on is not fun. It really hurts. And every time you bring up that stuff, you bring me back to this thing that I've actively working to like put behind me. You know? Jtrain podcast at gmail.com. Jtrain podcast at gmail.com. Here with Danny Jollis, the special six parts on YouTube right now you can make it a night is he a bad texter or just not interested okay you ready i'm ready i'd love to get a guy's perspective on my issue i just started talking to a guy and i can't tell if he's just not into texting or not into me we met on hinge have a good have gone out together four times in between dates there's not a lot of communication from him he will text me good morning daily and maybe a little pleasantry during the day. I'm not usually the type of person that wants to be constantly texted all day while I'm at work. Yeah, you know, <laughs> all day long. Uh, but I do know pretty much everyone is on their phones constantly, so it's not like he doesn't have the time. I would like a little dialogue to be going on in between seeing each other to keep things progressing or to see if there's a genuine connection. Aside from the first time we went out, when he asked me out, I am always the one to initiate our meetups. I don't want to waste my time if he's not interested. Is it too early to just flat out ask him if he's just not into me? Do I just wait and see if this gets better before we, uh, the more we see each other? What do you think? Texting you every, mor- every morning, good morning, is a real uh, interesting twist in this thing. Mm. because yeah that's right because that because everything else you're saying i'm like oh it doesn't i guess i don't love that like you have to do every time but then i'm like he's texting good morning every morning i wouldn't even do i don't even i didn't even do that when i was dating my girlfriend for the first like it makes me it makes me trust them less yes it's a weird thing to do it's almost like he's getting it out of the way right so you know like like hey good morning oh done with that bitch i'll move on you know to the other chick i'm trying to hook up with yeah, it I don't feels like weird, it. right? Well, I, I don't I don't like the perspective of her email. So like oh. I don't I don't really care if he's I l- listen. To me, she's aside from the first I don't want this is a line from her email. I don't want to waste my time if he's not interested. I don't understand who dates like that. Why are you interested? At no point does she talk about her interest level. I don't want to waste my time. You're wasting your time right now because someone you text with you don't enjoy texting with like why isn't that the perspective why isn't the perspective like hey i i kind of like like to because he is texting you guys just have nothing to talk about like the fact that should be a bigger concern and the email wouldn't even come to me because you'd be like "Eh, i went out with it like i think she has to work on that i think you have to work on the idea of like hey I'm emailing to find out if someone's interested. His interest level actually doesn't matter. Did you have a good time on the date? Did you have a good time? We met on Hedge, have gone out four times together. You never mentioned if you had fun. 
you you don't have one inside joke that you could text him about. All you've mentioned is I keep making the dates and he never gets in touch with me. Does he like me? No, 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 no. I would change the perspective to I keep having to make dates with him and I don't really have anything to talk with him about. I don't like him. It is phenomenal advice. I appreciate it. Let's that. start there. That is you. very good. Um, agree with everything you just said. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you. We both have had Capa- one. Capacity. We both have had one moment now. The capacity Zoom audience <laughs> has really been touched. That was good. That was good. I don't have much to add. You're right. But but do you understand? But I've done that a lot. I think we've all done that a lot where you're like, mm-hmm. it, here's seven problems. Do they like me? No, no, no. Here's yep. seven problems. I don't like them anymore. And and that's okay. Yeah. You're not looking for a nice person. You're looking for your person. This isn't the guy. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Truff. I got to say, I love Truff. I, I, I think that this fits a lot of the needs of this audience. This audience, I know you. You're like me. You want to stay healthy, but you love delicious things. I've been putting truff on my eggs. I eat egg whites every morning. Throw a little truff there because I have the little travel one, and I can put it on, and it makes everything delicious. It also makes everything a little bit more special. It takes a meal that was just, you know, I'm getting through. I'm just having the egg whites, and it turns it into an elegant event that's delicious. I use it on eggs. I use it on my chicken when I'm eating grilled chicken. It makes everything a little bit easier to be healthier. I I actually believe that. Because you take the trough, you put it on your on your eggs or your grilled chicken, you go, oh, this isn't just a regular meal to be healthy. This is now a delicious healthy meal. And trough is the fi- is the first luxury hot sauce, a unique blend of black truffles and spice. Three varieties. The trough is the flagship hot sauce, the flavor pack black truffle hot sauce that started it all. Truff Hotter Hot Sauce, a jalapeno forward blend for those who can never get enough heat. And the premium white truff hot sauce, embodying the essence of the luxurious and fragrant fragrant white truffle. It's been named uh, one of Oprah's favorite things for two years in a row. So listen, if Oprah likes it, you like it, and I love it. So I'm going to tell you right now. I love this because, first of all, as a gift, a lot of us have people in our lives that you have to gift things to. Truff is the way to go. The packaging's beautiful. It's different. It screams as you as it comes out of the box. Wow, it's a different thing. That's great. It's also delicious. It's delicious, and it takes you to a different place when you're trying to eat healthy, as I am always trying to do. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be healthy while also trying to like keep my sanity with having delicious food. Truff is an answer to that issue. And just for my listeners, they're giving you an even better offer. Get 15, 15% off site-wide plus free shipping with promo code JTrain at Truff.com. That's 15% off plus free shipping on everything. Just shop at truff.com. That's T-R-U-F-F. F is in fantastic. Dot com. And use promo code JTRAIN. This moment brought to you by Manscaped. Ooh, I love this sponsor. If you're a man listening, you got to take care of it downstairs. That's the that's the deal. You got to clean yourself up. Are you you, you, you just a wild uh, forest down by by your 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 peepee or what? Are you what's going on down there? I'm just saying. I I have used Manscaped and I've been on the hunt for a good trimmer. A good body trimmer. And Manscaped um, is is unbelievable. Manscaped is the only men's brand exclusively exclusively for below-the-belt grooming. Made for guys, but here's a secret. Girls use it, too. Get the perfect package 3.0 essentials kit. This pump piece comes with the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0, the best trimmer on the market. It's, it's awesome. I love it. No nicks. No, no problems. I think that's been my biggest thing with a lot of these shavers. They claim no nicks, and then you the minute you touch your balls, it's like, oh, my God, I, I, I'm, I'm bleeding out of my ball, and it looks like I popped a water balloon. No, 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 no. The Manscaped is good stuff. With a cutting-edge ceramic blade, their advanced skin-safe technology ensures you won't cut your most delicate areas. I can tell you from experience. The best part is, with the perfect package, you also get a few goodies for your man. The Crop Preserver, an anti-shaving ball deodorant and moisturizer. And the Crop Reviver keeps your ball smelling fresh. Subscribe and get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months. This is huge. Because this is a... I, again, women can use this, but this is a great gift for your guy, and it's a great thing if you're a guy listening to get because you know what? 
some of your guys, some of these guys out there, they're using the same trimmer for like three years and they're going and it comes with that little brush to clean it up. They go, yeah, yeah, I use it and they don't. So when they when you subscribe and they get new replacement blades, it's basically making sure that they're doing that. And replacing. Plus, get two free gifts the Shed Travel Bag and their patented high performance shape reducing Manscaped boxer briefs. But wait, there's more. If you love that beautiful ball smell, get Manscaped's new refined cologne, the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20, 20, 20% off and free shipping with code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code JTRAIN at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Let's do one more. Is that okay, Danny Jollis? Are you kidding me? Of course. Let's do this. This is, I sent this to you before. We like to end with a screenshot email. I'm having such Gmail issues. Is anyone else? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good to know. We'll just move on. Um, Shelby. Okay. Here we go. Do we have. I'm still in the loading. This is crazy. Anybody else? What? What? Now, what's happening over there? Take us into your problem. I'm on Gmail. I just hit sent because I want to get to the email that I sent you. What mm-hmm. was it called? It was called um, matched many times. Many times. Okay. Here it is. Yeah, my dial-up is all fucked up. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. We're ready. This is called Matched Many Times with an Acquaintance but have never had a date. Jared Featherfeather, six years ago. Let's go way back in the way back machine, Shelby. I mean, Shelby just rolled his eyes so hard. Six years ago, I met a guy when I was traveling for work about 90 minutes from the city I live in. Yeah, let's go way, way back when to six years ago before we lived in a post-apocalyptic reality. Um, so I, I, when I was traveling for work about 90 minutes from the city I live in, I connected with him on Instagram and saw that he had a girlfriend. A couple years later, I noticed that they had broken up and had moved to my, he had moved to my city and now worked in my field. He texted me and asked me to grab a coffee, but it wasn't a good time for me because at the time I hated my job and hated my life and wasn't in the mood. Okay. <laughs> Honest. Hey, I'd like to do some coffee. I hate my life. I hate my job. I'm not in the mood. Goodbye. Okay. Not, well, I guess I'll see you in a couple years. Sure. Um, she writes, a year later, he started replying to all my Instagram stories. Over the last few years, we have matched probably five different times on Bumble and Tinder. Most recently, we matched again in October 2020. I decided to just text him and acknowledge that we've matched many times but never met up. See the attacks, checks, exchange. My question is, why would he match with me many times and suggest meeting next weekend only to not follow up? Matched and confused. So let's bring up the message. I'll be her, you be him. You ready? Hang on. Wait. Give me a second. Okay, I'm ready. Yo, so they had just matched on one of these apps. This is October of this of this past October. Yo, how many times are we going to match celebration emoji? <laughs> it's about time we actually hung out. No. Yes, it is. I'm free on weekends. Aha. All right. I'm out of town this weekend, but perhaps the following? Next weekend sounds great. End scene. Okay. There's What's a lot the going issue on here? here. Well, the issue is they've matched five times and no date has ever happened. Now, now and, I want to point out, I hate the time between each of these texts. Absolutely it tell, hate it. It tells you everything. This guy, <laughs> you know, she. It, it tells you everything. She texted on Sunday, October 11th at 7.25 p.m. He gets back Monday, October 12th at 7.40 a.m. So he gave it a good 12 hours. Then she gets back 340 of that day. So she's trying to match him a little bit, but she pulls the trigger a little quicker. And then he gets back six hours, another three and a half hours later. So they're getting closer. And then she gets back the next morning. So she goes back to to 12 hours then. She goes back to 12 hours. But she, I could see that like excitement produces excitement. Um, non-excitement produces non-excitement. That, and I think she's matching. She's trying to match his energy here. I think the biggest problem is I'm all, um, it's about time we actually hung out. No. And then he's only responding to her. 
This is the problem. Like, what do you think, Danny? I, I, because I have a, I have a few opinions, and I think these people that you rematch with happen for a reason. I mean, re this is like bringing me back to my single days, and I will tell you that a game changer for me in my dating life hmm. was gifts. Okay. Gifts changed my life, and I know they are okay. not popular in the dating world, but they helped me immensely because I am reading, uh, you know. Uh, it's about time we actually hung out. No. And that can be read 15 different ways. And it sounds kind of excited, but not fully excited, but a little excited. And I would, it's like, I started saying gifts of like someone just being like thumbs up and it just created a sense of like, I'm at that level of excitement reading this. It's like, I don't know. I, I don't love the games being played here. Yeah. I don't love the amount of time. I, from both though, from both parties though, so we're so at least it isn't like like if she was replying immediately and he was do keeping that that pattern, sure, I'd be more upset. I'm gonna I mean, get. I, I I I agree. I listen. There's there's blame to be held by everyone. The, the fact that she keeps matching with someone a fifth time, like at what time aren't you turned off by his behavior? He has four different opportunities to ask you out on the dating app and he has not done that and you went back for a fifth time like at least i can get the dopamine from the match like that's really mm -hmm. what you both are here for at this point i think the biggest word in his text is but perhaps the following perhaps like i think this guy is attracted to you but he's not into it enough to make you a responsibility. And you'd say, well, it's just one day. What responsibility is that? He doesn't even want that. He doesn't even want that. He wants to match with you, get the good vibes, the good feelings for matching with you, but he doesn't want to leave the couch for you. And I think like the idea that I you would, guys. I would ahead. like to throw out the context mm -hmm. that he did ask her out once and she to said grab no. coffee. And he, yes. she did say it. I hate my job. I hate my life. And I wasn't in the mood. So, so I do think <laughs> that that's a little bit of. He might be a little gun shy. He did do it once. Sure. I and I agree with that. I mean, again, this is kind of the rabbit hole of a lot of like internet dating, where it's like, well, you didn't. Someone has to be vulnerable at some point. Someone mm -hmm. has to make a move. I would, but I I would argue she is the one that did the vulnerable vulnerable move by saying, "Yo, how many times are we gonna match with a happy yes. emoji?" She did loved, use a happy emoji. Love that. Loved like it. I love loved how it. she came at it. And then twelve hours later, he's like, "Yeah, we should probably do that, huh?" Like he didn't even he didn't give her the vulnerability that she gave him. And I think mm -hmm. at that point you have to cut your losses. I know she's sending it into the podcast being like, you know, why would he match with this many times suggest meeting next week and only to not follow up. It's because he's not excited about this date. Uh, you know, he's not. You, and, and again, I would say to this person, you're just saying a, a lot of the reasons we rematch with people is safety, safety for our emotional state. Um, knowing someone out there thinks we're attractive, uh, knowing that this person has you already been a little bit vetted because you have met in person, so that kind of changes them in your mind. I get why you keep going back, but you have to understand the, the, the reasons you keep going back are somewhat emotional and somewhat, you know, um, bad, not bad, but somewhat because of insecurities. That's the same reason he's coming back is insecurities and maybe you two are just acting as a crutch for each other and it'll never happen. Yeah, I mean, it feels like you're going to have to really put in the effort to make this happen, which I don't love. Not don't fun. Love that. That's not a fun date that you like that you kind of feel you uh, that's not a fun date to be sitting there the whole time being like, "Did this person want to be here?" Like you yeah. want to be on dates where someone's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm pumped cuz this person's pumped. We need both people to be ready to go uh -huh. dance." Yeah. And I've been here. Awesome. It's time to get him out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I, I'm usually, if, it's like, what's the harm of any of it? But I don't love it. It's not good. It's certainly not good. It's taking up space in your brain. That I don't yeah. like. I also, and I know it's not the important part, but 109 unread text messages in this screenshot. That is <laughs> incredibly unhealthy. They, is that what they had? Is that really? Look at that. Look at the screen. 109 <laughs> unread text messages? <laughs> that is yeah, mate. truly unhealthy we're, behavior. 
we're starting to realize why it took 12 hours the second time around. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Danny Jollis, thank you so much for coming on. This was great. Oh, my gosh. This was so wonderful. It's nothing I love more than giving advice on things I, I have no clue about. It's, uh, it's uh, listen, this is all thing. about commiseration, talking out of your ass, mm-hmm. and we want everyone to go check out your special. It's called Six yes. Parts. It's free on YouTube. At Danny Jollis on Instagram and Twitter will be all over my social media. I'll do a swipe up, all that good stuff. Oh, uh, and so we'll, appreciate it. And, and, and on a side note, and I not to not to plug a host on his own podcast, but sure for for, for the listeners. Jared, you know, saying all you're saying during this podcast and letting me on and, and pushing the special like like you are, it means a lot. There's a lot of people who don't do that for other comics and you doing it like I just feel like you guys should know that, that this is a, this is a well, special man. I appreciate that. And I get it. <laughs> I get it. We've been a touch, a very. A very touching episode of the J Train podcast. I, I understand that. I've reached out to some LA comics about their podcast. They're not as kind. I, I understand that. So I, I, I've reached out to a lot of people during this thing, and it's I, and I've gotten plenty of where I've been like, all right, sorry about that. Like, yeah. I didn't thought we were friends, and then and so it's just nice. You were just immediately like, of course. Why would it even yeah. be? And it's like. It's uh, it's it's very uh, very appreciated. You killed it. It's my pleasure. I'm happy you came on. So at Danny Jollis on Instagram, Twitter, six parts. That's the special Shelby. You and killed what, it this episode. Wait, oh, go ahead. Can I can I do one last plug at the end? Please, please, please. This is the plug I do every podcast. I have to do it. Um, Stand up comedy is is like uh, hockey. Um, mm. It is just a different experience live. Um, I beg everyone here to see Jared, see myself, but. If we're not in your town anytime soon, go watch live stand-up comedy. It is the best art form on the planet. It will change your viewpoint on the entire art form. It's just not captured on TV. Please go watch it live. I totally agree with that. The the stand-up hockey analogy is spot on because – Things happen in the room. Thing, it's a live experience. It's fun. Every show's different. It's you're a part of you're part of the show. It's incredible. The and the reason and to go back to what Danny was talking about in the beginning of the show, the reason he wants it seen on YouTube is so that you will come to the show. So comics will legitimately turn down money to yes. to to not put their special in a place where nobody would see it because they lose ownership. That's why Danny went to YouTube. That's why I went to YouTube as well is because I can give it directly to the people and then the next time I'm in town, you can send that to a bunch of friends and go, this is great. It's going to be just like this. And then everyone's motivated. Now you have a night. Now the group chat is out. And again, mm-hmm. and, and so it, it is a it's a fantastic point. I'm happy you brought that up. So Go, go, go. Six parts. It's on YouTube right now. Shelby, thank you for coming on with the ones and twos. You killed it. Thank you. you. At Classic Shelb on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Jared Freed. We're here Mondays and Thursdays. Keep spreading the word. Keep telling your friends. We'll be back next episode. Boom.